Good evening, Facebook, YouTube, and Periscope, as well as our other podcasting outlets. Um, tonight is Thursday night, 9 o'clock, and as usual, we want to dive into the book by this fabulous author, Julia Dozier, who is the writer of two books. The books that we're, the book that we're going over is Crown Rules 2, King, How Black Men Love. Um, we are on episode 6 in the fifth question. What's yeah. up, Jules? Nothing much, Quentin. How you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited about tonight's show. I mean, um, I hope that we can provide the audience with as much uh, sparks as Gucci Man and Wheezy. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, and Jeezy, but, um, you know, we shall see. But I think that this is a very interesting show. Um, I think that tonight's topic is kind of, it's, you place the fifth question in like the middle Yes. And um, I think it's there because maybe sometimes in marriages or relationships that are that have been going on for a while, sometimes you need to understand the fifth question. Yes. Instead of getting stagnated. So the fifth question in your book was how to maintain love. How do you maintain love? So maintain- as, I, as, as I was reading, I did take some notes. Yes. I wonder, get, I wonder if we're going to be on the same page with our notes. We usually oh, are. Oh, yeah. We'll definitely be on the same page. <laughs> Consistency. Mm. One brother said the way that you maintain it is, is to continuously be consistent in that love. Um, you know, you, as some people say, you came in, flowers, cards, and all the trimmings. Yes. Be consistent with flowers, cards, and all the trimmings. So yeah. I thought that that his point was very interesting. Um, being consistent with that love, and, and and you know, a lot of times people aren't consistent because life happens. Uh, the job, you may have kids, so it may become monotonous where you're going to work every day. Mm-hmm. Um, the conversation is the same as yesterday, and mm-hmm. you know. Someone may not feel love, whether he or she or both may not feel love, so they start to uh, feel separate. Yes. So m- maintaining love, I, I really, like I said, I really uh, thought it was important that you put it in the book, in that fifth question. Yes. Someone else put spontaneous emotions and actions, honest through honest, stability, keep flowing. Yeah. Inter- interesting perspective there, and mm-hmm. I told you I, I, I was I was on it today. Mm-hmm. I, I even had a portion of the book where, uh, who's this? Let me let me let me gotta be sure who I, who this is before I start quoting. This is this is Matt. Okay. Matt says something I thought was interesting, and and he, I believe his assessment of 
maintaining love was very honest. Yes, it was. Very transparent. And he was really speaking about where he was at today and understanding where he was at in that relationship. Absolutely. He said, I loved my ex because I felt we had a family and I was willing to fight God for her because I had a family. I had two girls. I was just like, regardless of how she makes me feel. I mean, we were at a point where we didn't like each other. Well, I didn't like her for a couple of years, but I loved her. So mm -hmm. there's like a difference. I was able to tolerate and put up and just act like none of it bothered me because I wanted to give my daughters an example of what it is, what it was that love could be, how good and how dope it could be. Yeah. I put up, I put up, I put up a crazy front because I didn't want to alter nothing or give them a, a broken family, which seemed to be like the norms these days. Mm -hmm. I didn't, mm -hmm. I didn't want that for them and my daughters. Before exactly. I go, before I go on and read the second paragraph, I thought that was very interesting because you do hear a lot of times people will be in marriages or relationships and they don't they may have came from broken homes mm -hmm. or they've seen people come from broken homes and they will do anything uh to try to maintain the front of being happy just to not be in that broken home i believe i believe that is the case a lot of times i i think um what what i saw when i when i read Matt's response and even when I was interviewing him is that he entered into his relationship even if he didn't enter into the relationship as he continued on in the relationship and they began to have children he developed a vision and a purpose for what he wanted his family life to be and he was committed to that purpose regardless of the satisfaction or the happiness that he was receiving in the relationship. I think when it comes to maintaining love, it's important for both people to share the purpose and to share the vision and to share the commitment. And I think that's where the problem was here. And that, and, and, and I'm glad that you brought that up because that speaks about the second, second paragraph. Mm -hmm. He said, I was able to maintain love through the strength of the image that I wanted for my future. Mm -hmm. But you can't control your partner's way of thinking. She wanted something different. She thought she thought something different. We were on two different levels where I wanted to grow. Mm -hmm. I wanted to do more and secure a better future for them, whereas she was just focused on today. So mm -hmm. I mean, so I mean, love is a sacrifice. Love is compromise. Mm -hmm. If you can't find a balance in between those two, and you have to sit down, you have you have that sit down conversation with that person than you're in love with and you all can come to some type of agreement and some mm -hmm. type of accord. Oh, he was so very transparent. Like, like, you know, all the brothers I believe in your book were very transparent. Very. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I, like I said, his statement was very profound and he understood like, you know, he loved his family and I don't think that a lot of people, you know, when a lot of people get married or have children, they don't think about divorce. This is the end all be all. Right. So like he's saying, like he was willing to sacrifice. He said in the beginning of the first paragraph, he was willing to fight God. Yes. He loved to, God. To, to, to keep up that image. And um, I'm glad that he found peace with where he's at today. Yes. And he was very, very transparent. Um. And it was very, very interesting. And you remembered it. That you have a very good memory of your interview skills. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was it was very it was very impactful. It was a beautiful experience just hearing from all of the gentlemen. Um and so it was a memorable experience. <laughs> um one of one of the things that um I, I know we'll probably get to as we go through the in the the discussion tonight is that some of the gentlemen in the book, or at least one of the gentlemen in the book stated that the way that you maintain love is by being in the, the in a relationship with the right person to begin with. And sometimes I'll, I'll read exactly um, what he said. He said, how a relationship starts 
is usually how it ends. This is Lee, it's on page 91. If there is pretense in the beginning, it's going to end like that. It's going to end with the pretense being exposed. And so the, you know, the, what we have to be very attentive to is that we're entering into relationships with the right person for the right reason knowing that that might change over time but then what's the purpose for the relationship the purpose of the relationship should help to keep people together um if they as they grow as they change and so on and so forth yeah i thought that was very interesting and another another uh kevin i liked his answer i like i like some of his points he said to answer your question directly how do you maintain love? It is a lot of self-effort. And it also goes back to being selfless and unselfish. Mm -hmm. Because you don't, because you know there are a lot of times when I want to do what I want to do and I can't do it because I'm in a relationship. I can't do that. So that's how you maintain it. I think, if, at, I think after a certain amount of time and that time being years for me, I think you just understand that this is what you are supposed to do in the relationship i see that in the relationship with my brother and his wife and i know that they don't have the perfect relationship but i know there is love between them these are the things you sacrifice interesting point sacrifice um understanding and and being able to not be able to do what you want to do a lot of times we have this false ego and we'll be able to do what we want to do not that our mate should be our overseer, but understand that the decisions that you make not only affect you, but it affects another human being. Another human being. And and I think that, I, I love that point, Quentin, and I think it goes um, back to, you know, making sure that we're in the right relationship with the right person. Um, I had a wonderful conversation with a very good friend of mine. I've been friends with her for years. We had a wonderful conversation on Tuesday morning. And we were talking about the fact that sometimes nowadays people don't say, would you like to be my girlfriend? Would you like for us to be in a relationship? <laughs> you know, what, what are we agreeing to do here? Just, you know, outside of just spending time together and, and getting into these norms and customs that we find in relationships. It's important to be in agreement that you're in a relationship with someone because once you agree that you're in a relationship with someone, then I think it's almost a given that you might have to compromise sometimes, that you might have to think about that other person instead of yourself. But if you haven't agreed to be in a relationship, then there's no need to make those those kind of compromises and sacrifices. Yeah, because I think, I, and I'm in total agreement with you because a lot of times, what, hap what happens is a person will have an intention on something and their intention may not coincide with what you expect or what you want. And then when you do ask that question, they may say like, oh, no, nah, no, nah, we just chilling. We just chilling. <laughs> Hold up. What, what, what's just chilling? Like, I need to know where we're going with this and where what what is your intention? Just chilling is just not enough sometimes because now it comes with responsibility. It comes with uh, understanding. Yes. Um, because I think that if you just go with the premise of just chilling, this is where the problems occur. Absolutely. Because now you six, seven months, a year down the line, <laughs> somebody has an expectation or not, and then it's it's not being mad or just chilling could lead to a child. Now you don't have a child with this person, and you don't really know him because y'all premise was we, we just, just chilling. chilling. We just <laughs> gonna see what happens, you know. Like Helena just said, we just kicking it. Yeah, <laughs> we're just kicking it. And what exactly are we kicking? Because we can't, we can't kick around my time, my effort, my future my goals, my plans, we can't kick that around, right? So, and nobody should want to have that kicked around. And when you connect to relationships without intention or purpose or understanding, you're kicking all of those things around. And like like, like mom just said, and then you have those people who are in relationships where you are the only one in the relationship. And that's very common. That's 
very common. You may have a person that's maintaining the love, maintaining the relationship, and the other one may have checked out. All the way out. So the person yeah. is putting in the double the double effort. Um, and everyone, one of the things that Matt, Matt also said is that you don't want to turn around and realize that you've been giving your full effort to someone who might have deserved half of your effort. So it's important to be attentive to that too, I think. What are you receiving? Yeah. I have uh, some other things. I, I like one person said uh, prayers. Yes. Work, attention. Uh, yes. The other one, comparing maintaining love is like a river with the yes. ebbs and flows. Just You just got to oh. just go with, go with it. And I thought that was really, really, really nice. Mm -hmm. Um one one brother put put something loving you first and i thought that this i made a mental note of it as something in the book yes um he said loving you first if you don't love you you really don't know how to love no one else no and i thought that was interesting that you know a lot of times like a lot of a lot of the, the, the brothers that you um interviewed spoke about their ex-relationship or their ex-wives and mm -hmm. they just seemed to be very open about where they were at and i thought that when he said that about the love like you know he he just knew like how can i love somebody so much to be able to maintain love and i may not love myself fully or vice versa she may have didn't love him gotta love but, yourself it was like you were talking about, um, I think it was maybe um, two weeks ago, that, you know, the self-love is important, number one. And number two, but like we were just talking about backstage, that it's important to look at your experiences in a positive light, even if they were hurtful or even if they were disappointing, to look at them in a positive light and to find the lessons in them because the lessons contain very value info, valuable information about how you can love yourself better. Mm -hmm. Usually when we have relationships that are not successful, it's because we gave too much for too little or we expected something from someone who was not able to give it. Say that again. We gave we too give, much. We give too much for too little. Mm. And we have to be able to evaluate what happened in our relationship so we can pull out those lessons. And those lessons lead us to self-love. If we can be, you know, attentive to, you know, these are the things that I need and require, or these are the things that I desire, or these are the things that I want. And to make sure that we're getting them. Um, it doesn't make sense to stay in a relationship where you're not happy. Um, those in the chat, make sure you guys like, share, and subscribe, and share, and invite people to the channel, invite people to this discussion. Um, there's no such thing as the, a correct, a incorrect answer when we talk about these subjects, so just be mindful of that. And um, I, I got one more mental note that I took uh, that, I, that I thought was very interesting. Yes. And it came from my brother Nikki Nikki. <laughs> Woo! I knew I knew you were going to Woo. go there. <laughs> Woo! Wasn't he honest? Yes, very honest. You said, how do you maintain love? He said, That's a hard one. That's a hard one for me. And you asked him, why is it hard? He said, I have not been successful in maintaining long-term relationships. I've had long-term relationships, but they have not been. I'm a mature man, and I've got, I've got children who are mature, who are adults, and I've truly been in love a few times in my life. I define success in relations between a man and a woman, and like the biblical ideal, one man, one woman, cleaving unto each other, doing it all under God till death does do us part. I have made those vows several times, and I have not kept them by God's standards. I have not been successful in relationships, but each time I have been in relationships, God has provided me with a clean slate. 
I didn't have to bring all that baggage from one thing unto this. Wow. Okay. Clean wow. Slate. Clean slate. Clean slate. I love that. What do you think about that, Quincy? I, I thought that he was very honest. I thought that um, he was honest with his relationship with his creator. Yes. I thought that he, I, and that's that's paramount if you are spiritual, you you religious, that you have that honest and open relationship because if you do have that belief in God, um, don't beat yourself up. Number one, when you fall short, but be honest with be honest with you falling short. And I think that he was very honest with him falling short and not living up to the standards that God had provided him to live with. But he should know that, um, you know, you can fall down 25 times. As long as you get up to 26 times, you're good. So um, I thought it was very honest and open about, you know, just trying, just trying, just trying, just trying. And he's trying. He understands trying to get it right. And I thought... Like I said about everybody else, very transparent. And Quentin, what I really love about his response to this question goes back to what we were just talking about. After after that um, paragraph that you just read, he and I had a lot of back, back and forth because he was feeling bad about the fact that he had not been successful. He was remorseful that he had not been successful, especially because he's in our 60-something-year-old category. Again, the book interviews men throughout their lifespan from the age of 30-something to the age of 80-something. So he's our 60-year-old in the book. So he was very remorseful. And after that paragraph, we went back and forth a lot um, because he felt like he didn't know. And I, I said to him, I said, but you do know. And this is what he said. He said, I know. How do you maintain a good relationship? You start out with the right person for the right reasons. Have reasonable expectations. Know your own limitations. Be honest with yourself and be reasonably honest with, other, with the other person. Start out with a commitment to your commitment and what you intend will happen. Hello. Hello. You have a question here. Even though I have my glasses on, I can't speak. Miss <laughs> uh, Carla Brown said, but what does loving yourself first look like? Loving yourself might be respecting yourself and not putting oneself in the wrong relationships. Absolutely. Um, I think loving yourself looks like understanding, understanding and having boundaries. I think sometimes when we're not loving ourselves, we, we allow a lot of things to happen that we might not necessarily want to happen. So having boundaries, loving ourselves may look like communicating on the things that feel good to us that we like and also the things that don't feel good to us and giving a person an opportunity to correct those things. Loving ourselves can also be taking care of ourselves and, and treating ourselves well. Having, uh, making, making a, a good meal for ourselves. Like you have to, before you can expect someone else to treat you with that sweetness and kindness, you gotta give it to yourself. That's right. Um, one second. That's a good question. You can love someone the wrong way. That was another question or another statement. But um, I know that we, we weren't able to have our guests come on the show, but they did a video for us and we, we would really like the audience to pay attention to the video they did for us. Um, we'll talk about the video after we uh, watch it, but give us some background on who, who this couple is to you, Julie. Okay, so this couple is Mr. Benny and Mrs. Maria Simmons. Um, I know them from a church that I used to attend in the Bronx, New York, Friendly Baptist Church where the praise is real. And there were many married couples in that church, which was a good example for our youth 
and people who were in the process of courting and dating could always look over at someone and see an example of their relationship. And with Mr. Benny and Miss Maria, they impacted me so much. Number one, they remind me of family. But number two, he was, but, but also he was always very gentle, caring and respectful of her. And she was always very soft and delicate, but also strong in her presence around him. And the two of them together just lit up the room. And to me, that was a beautiful example of love. I never saw them be disrespectful to each other or anyone else. And I never saw them be angry. Um, for the for the purposes of the video, um, I had to cut the video to about four minutes and 40 seconds. It's about six minutes long. Um, Julia put the video up on her page as well as I put it up on my page to watch the whole video. But um, this is just this is just the four minute and forty second part of their video, and this is what they wanted to share with us. Hello, Julia. This is Maria and Benny. We're very grateful to be on your show, and we thank you for thinking of us. Our story started well back in nineteen ninety. Um. I was in a relationship with a man for eight years and he was 15 years my senior and he was in my life for a reason, you know, a purpose. And I thank God for that because he taught me a lot but then he had to move on. And I placed an ad in the Daily News in the Dateline. I don't know if you remember that but that was years ago. I was tired of being by myself. And at the same time, by coincidence, Ben was going through his changes with his wife. And in 1990, he also walked into a lawyer's office for a divorce. Now, let him tell you the rest of the story. <laughs> Thanks, babe. 1990, I divorced my wife. Uh, we weren't getting along. And uh, I want to add that I wasn't saved at that time. She was not saved at that time. So it just didn't work out because we neither one of us knew the Lord. But anyway, um, I read this article. I came in from work and it was from the Dateline. And the article, it was specifically for me because it had the correct age, the height, weight, and everything. And I said, whoever this lady is, she's talking about me. So I answered it and a couple of days later, she got back to me. We talked for a while and I was working construction at Hostos Community College and we decided to meet. My coworkers thought I was crazy because they said, well, what happens if uh, she's not what you would expect her to be and you told her what you had on so you couldn't get away from it? But I said, no, no, I'm, I'm not like that. So anyway, after work, we met and we stayed in this little diner uh, very late because she had to go to work the next day and I had to go to work the next day. And this was in the Bronx and I had to take the train all the way back to Brooklyn, but it didn't matter. And we've been together ever since. Um, we dated for 13 years before we decided to make it official and we got married and we've been happily married for 15 years. And I just wanna say that this is what a marriage is supposed to be like. Because before when I was married, uh, it was a lot of disagreements and arguing and we didn't get along. And I said, how can people be married for so many years? Is this what marriage is about? And I said, no, 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 no. I, I, I wasn't happy, she wasn't happy. I didn't have anything to compare it to. But now that I met Maria, I have been a very happy man and I would marry her all over again and this is the love of my life I have to admit I love her very much thank you and I love you too you've been an inspiration for me I always wanted a man who not use drugs not smoke maybe a drink here and there you know no big deal but a man who wanted to know more about God and I thank God that his mother was such a church lady and she was always calling us, get to church, get to church. And at that time, we were still, nah, nah, we don't want to go. We're because he was working late hours and he was an MTA uh, bus operator and he was working crazy hours and on weekends, you know. And me, 
being in the conference, I was working like crazy hours also. And we had our deadlines, so we didn't have time. But when he retired, he got tired of being home. It's like the walls were sinking in on him and he decided. But before that, this man was ordering suits like crazy. And I'm like, we must be doing some serious hanging out because the way you're buying clothes. I never knew that God was setting him up for this journal that he's in. And I praise the Lord for this because we've been so happy. We have such a great understanding of God and we know his purpose in our lives. And I'm telling you, this has been the best gift other than my son and my granddaughter that God has given me. And I praise him and love him and I thank him. To God be the glory. Wow. Wow. I don't care how many times I watch it. I mean, it's very heartfelt. It's very honest. It's open. It's sincere. Oh, man. Oh, man. And that's exactly what you feel from them when you are in their presence. Um, I, I believe they're watching tonight. So, Miss Benny, uh, Mr. Benny and Miss Maria, I love you very much. And thank you so much for doing this for us. Um, but yeah, they're they're exactly like that. And in the rest of the video, they talk about you know how they um, not only are they spiritu spiritually connected, but you know they they're on the same page about a lot of things, and they enjoy the time that they spend together. Um, Mr. Benny, when Miss Maria was talking about the journey that Mr. Benny is on, Mr. Benny has. Um, two bachelor's degrees and he's currently in school for a master's in theology and you know he he just keeps going and she supports him 100 percent. It, it's just it's beautiful it's beautiful i um uh, i caught something that i think that a lot of um people don't don't consider not just from a relationship aspect is that she brought up his mother and his mother being into church. And basically, I took that as like a mentorship type of mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. And a lot of young couples nowadays, unfortunately, the reason why the divorce rates are so high up is that we don't have older couples to go to. Mm -hmm. I mean, even if you are in a relationship, it's good that you have that relationship with an older couple, whether, whether they were married or not, it's good to have relationship with our elders to get those life experiences because at the end of the day, we should not have to continuously make the mistakes that others made. We no. should be learning from those mistakes that other made, other people made and get wisdom from their mistakes. And I really, um, that, that video is very heartwarming. I've watched um, it 20 times. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't I don't think they um realized what that video meant to the show. Um it was really really nice of them to send that in and um really good to show and um I believe that his journey of theology school um it's going to be rewarding at the end. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. You know, and we had, we had talked before behind the scenes how even in talking about where they're at now when they talked about their past they didn't seem bitter and they no. were right they were right with God when they started dating and you know the 13 years was you know they didn't put no restrictions on each other he was busy she was busy um, sometimes we may put restrictions on well I've been dating you for two three years I, I I'm ready to settle down. They dated for 13 years before they made a decision, a mutual decision to um, get married. Yeah. And he, and he was steady buying clothes because he had another plan. <laughs> he, he, he had another plan going on. You know, he was being chosen and he didn't even realize why he was buying all these clothes because he was going to school. <laughs> she said, we're going to, a, we must be getting ready to do a lot of hanging out. Yeah. On, in, in regards to their to their purpose, and I, I know that I had to uh, cut some of the video, so mm -hmm. I was able to put it up there. But explain what 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 did I miss about the vacations? 
Oh, they talked about they talked about how when they go on vacation that they enjoy themselves like as if they were teenagers. They really enjoy themselves. They don't vacation separately. They always go together. And I think that goes back to what DT was talking about in terms of whatever you enjoy, continue to do to do that. Like add to it, but don't take away from it. Um, they also, you know, talked about how she talked about how he inspires her. How he inspires her. Um, she said that she she had asked for a man, you know, that knew God. And, you know, Mr. Benny has been increasing his knowledge and his relationship with God. And I'm sure that that's a covering for her as well. So it's beautiful. And I know that there are people who are watching who might not necessarily, you know, like believe in God per se. Right. But I think the important thing is that that they reveal is that there is a spiritual component to maintaining love. And that, you know, there, there is purpose connected to maintaining love and, and, and it coming from the heart is, is key to to maintaining that love. Mm. So got to know there's a spiritual component to it. Yeah, they, they really and I'm, I'm quite sure everybody in the chat who's seen them. Um, really enjoyed them and we're going to play it again uh before we close the show but i really really appreciate them for like i said being transparent being honest being open and being able to share a little bit of their secrets with everybody yeah. with the world um having it on youtube yeah people, people can reference them somebody <laughs> can look at them and be like oh i see them i know them real well yeah yeah you know so now, um, because a lot of times we love the finished product, but we don't understand the journey to that mm. product. Say that. Say that. It's a journey. It's a journey. And I'm so grateful that they shared. You know, Miss Maria said that she was in a relationship with someone for, for eight years and that that person had to go their separate way. And you and I talked about this um, a little bit before. She wasn't bitter about that. Look what she got in exchange. You know what I mean? And even Mr. Benny, that he didn't have, you know, the best marriage. And and he said he didn't have anything to compare it to. And I think that's having the elders and having positive relationships that we can look at is important. So that we can compare, you know, where we are. Not that we want to have the same relationship that someone else is having, but we want to be able to see we're getting everything we can out of the relationship. I know that, I know that um, and you know, we 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 always want to be transparent. Me and you had a conversation this week about our grandfathers. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. I know how much both of our grandfathers meant to us, and I know that I'm bringing it up, and I got you all emotional. Um, my my grandfather was my idol. I didn't get a chance to really tell you that he was, he was my, my role model. And um, just to give you some story, Jules, that I I told you before, like his my grandmother's father sent her to Chicago from Georgia, and my grandfather went to Chicago and found her. And um, they came with three kids from Chicago to New Jersey. And uh, they built a family, had four more kids in New Jersey. And I mean, the love they shared with each other was incredible. I mean, it was like freaking frack. You know, she let him brag because he was a bragger. But like, you know, they were always on the same page when it came to maintaining their family and the love they had for each other. Um, it was like you always talk about that love language and um i i was fortunate enough that when my my father passed away it was like an unspoken rule that happened where we got close and i would always go see them because we grew up saying i grew up in the same town with them but i was always go see them and i would just sit there and i would laugh and just get a lot of information a lot of background information about the family mm -hmm. and just Watching the love language, uh, watching the love language that he had with other members of the family. He was a family man and 
you know, uh, he loved his wife, man. He loved that. He loved my grandmother. Like, and she loved him too. I mean, but it was like incredible. And uh, I know we had shared that this week and you had shared some things about your granddad too, as well as how he was a true patriarch of your family, you know? And I, think, yeah, and I think that a lot of people don't understand that, um, you know, when, when we do get closer to our elders, sometimes we look at our elders the wrong way. Um, like they're a burden instead of realizing that they are actually uh, a gift. I got you all teary eyed now. Oh my God, Jason, <laughs> and I have my scalp on, and it's not working. <laughs> no, I know, no, because I just, I just wanted to bring that up because I know how much your grandfather um, loved his family, and I know how much he meant to you, and you know, showing that love, and you know, you told me your grandmother had passed first, like mine. So it was, you know, to see them uh, live after the love of their life, it's a very interesting thing because, you know, their part of their heart is gone. It's gone. Yeah. You know, Quentin, my, my grandfather, he wasn't, he wasn't a perfect man. He had, he was, he, he was a man. He lived his life. He loved his life. Um, but what he showed me from the time I was very little was um, he tried he tried to teach me how to play chess when I was five years old, and I never forgot that. And it once I understood the game of chess and how complex it was, I really felt honored and special that he trusted that I had the mental capacity to take that in. And I think in a lot of ways, it, it made me feel kind of limit, limitless in terms of what I could achieve if I just put my mind to it. And, and that stuck with me. He was also the first male example in my life who celebrated me as a girl. He celebrated mm. me as a girl. He celebrated me as a woman. He let me know you know, how I should be treated, how I should expect to be treated. And he, he showed me that example and how he treated my grandmother, you know, and he was, he was very honest. He could be brutally honest sometimes, but after he gave you a verbal lashing, <laughs> he would take you out for a burger. So. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think, I think that they, um, you know, when you, when you're a man of a certain age and what they seen with their eyes yes. and what they experienced, you know, um, you know, we talked, my grandfather came from the swamps of Georgia. Mm. Um, you, you, you don't have tolerance for a lot of the BS that we come with, the excuses. Um, speaking about what, um, what, what the, the, the question that per, the person put up, if anything you can learn from an early age, what a healthy love and relationship looks like, they're correct. I think that one one of the issues with with, with me and Julia um, can agree on is that we understand that our grand grandfathers were not perfect, and I think that a lot of times with relationships nowadays, we're looking for the perfect relationship exactly. instead of the instead of like the the, the statement the person said instead of a healthy relationship. A healthy which is totally totally That's different the front door. <laughs> yeah like you, you you want something perfect you're gonna find something that may seem perfect but it'd be toxic and not healthy, healthy. instead of instead of something instead of something healthy with flaws that y'all both can work on some we're gonna need to argue sometimes okay i'm not gonna like everything that you do you're not gonna like everything that i do we're gonna be on disagreement i was talking to someone about the word compromise um, this week and how I dislike the word because it sounds like in a sense somebody's giving up something in order to make some someone happy but you have to be able to come to agreement and sometimes that doesn't happen automatically. Well that was you know? that's that's part of your book the word compromise which is basically like settling. Exactly. I put, I put that I put that in the group today. Hmm. One, of the, one of the brothers on page 91 Yes, he said, he said, he said, settling means 
not acquiring what you truly want. And he got that from the word compromise. He said, if I want steak, why should I have a burger? And he said the problem with um, society, he found, was that people will, once you reach a certain age of maturity, people will say, well, why don't you just settle down? And he said that that always has bothered him because the idea of settling down means just take anybody. <laughs> just get somebody. And he said, no, I want what I want and I'm not going to compromise or settle on that. And I think from the example of Miss Miss Maria and Mr. Benny, what you seek seeks you. We're gonna um we're gonna play uh Miss Maria and Mr. Benny one more time. If you guys in the chat have any questions, just ask us the questions and uh, we'll answer them right after we play them again. Let's get the lesson that these elders are trying to give us. Hello, Julia. This is Maria and Benny. We're very grateful to be on your show, and we thank you for thinking of us. Our story started, well, back in 1990. Um, I was in a relationship with a man for eight years, and he was 15 years my senior. And he was in my life for a reason, you know, a purpose. And I thank God for that because he taught me a lot, but then he had to move on. And I placed an ad in the Daily News in the Dateline. I don't know if you remember that, but that was years ago. I was tired of being by myself. And at the same time, by coincidence, Ben was going through his changes with his wife. And in 1990, he also walked into a lawyer's office for a divorce. Now, let him tell you the rest of the story. <laughs> Thanks, babe. 1990, I divorced my wife. Uh, we weren't getting along. And uh, I want to add that I wasn't saved at that time, and she was not saved at that time. So it just didn't work out because we neither one of us knew the Lord. But anyway, um, I read this article. I came in from work, and it was from the Dateline. And the article, it was specifically for me because it had the correct age, the height, weight, and everything. And I said, whoever this lady is, she's talking about me. So I answered it, and a couple of days later, she got back to me. We talked for a while, and I was working construction at Hostos Community College, and we decided to meet. My co-workers thought I was crazy because they said, well, what happens if uh, she's not what you would expect her to be and you told her what you had on so you couldn't get away from it? But I said, no, no, I'm, I'm not like that. So anyway, after work, we met and we stayed in this little diner uh, very late because she had to go to work the next day and I had to go to work the next day. And this was in the Bronx and I had to take the train all the way back to Brooklyn, but it didn't matter. And we've been together ever since. Um, we dated for 13 years before we decided to make it official. And we got married and we've been happily married for 15 years. And I just want to say that this is what a marriage is supposed to be like. Because before when I was married, uh, it was a lot of disagreements and arguing and we didn't get along. And I said, how can people be married for so many years? Is this what marriage is about? And I said, no, 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 no. I, I, I wasn't happy. She wasn't happy. I didn't have anything to compare it to. But now that I met Maria, I have been a very happy man. And I would marry her all over again. And this is the love of my life. I have to admit, I love her very much. Thank you. And I love you too, Denise. You've been an inspiration for me. I always wanted a man who not use drugs, not smoke, maybe a drink here and there, you know, it's no big deal. But a man who wanted to know more about God. And I thank God that his mother was such a church lady and she was always calling us, get to church, get to church. And at that time we were still, nah, nah, we don't want to go. We're because he was working late hours. He was an MPA uh, bus operator. He was working crazy hours and on weekends, you know. And me, being in the conference, I was working like crazy hours also. And we had our deadlines, so we didn't have time. But when he retired, 
he got tired of being home. It's like the walls were sinking in on him and he decided. But before that, this man was ordering soups like crazy. And I'm like, we must be doing some serious hanging out because the way you're buying clothes. I never knew that God was setting him up for this journal that he's in. And I praise the Lord for this because we've been so happy. We have such a great understanding of God and we know his purpose in our lives. And I'm telling you, this has been the best gift, other than my son and my granddaughter, that God has given me. And I praise him and love him and I thank him. To God be the glory. It never gets old. <laughs> it never gets old. Um, it never gets old. You guys in the chat, we um we really appreciate you guys for joining yes. us tonight. Make sure to make sure that if you're on Facebook, to like, share, and um tell people about the page. Tell people about what we do every Thursday. Tell people about Julia's two books, which is on Amazon, Crown Rules 1, as well as Crown Rules 2, King, How Do Black Men Love? Um, you can find it. Also, she has merch for sale as well. Just inbox her for the details. <laughs> if, you're on, if you're on YouTube, uh, make sure you hit the subscribe and the like button and um, spread the word and um, set the algorithm off on YouTube and, and, YouTube and Facebook. So people can know what the show is all about. Um, we have a lot of great things in store um, going forward, and um, I'm just gonna ask Julie because I we didn't ask, I didn't ask her this question prior. Are you having a show on Thanksgiving? I don't think we should have a show on Thanksgiving, Quentin. Okay. I okay. think we should we should respect that this has been a challenging year, and we have a lot to be thankful for. Okay. Enjoy that. So we're gonna pick you back up uh, in two weeks. Yeah. Um, and that's a long question. Next, the next show we're having. It's called <laughs> the next. The next show we're having is gonna be episode seven. Yes. Which love have you had that you remember and cherish the most, and why? Why? So yes. that's that's who we're gonna pick up for in two weeks. Um, you guys in the chat, I can't tell you enough, as well as Julia, can't tell you enough how much we appreciate you guys for joining us each week yes. um, with your questions, with your statements, yes. how it allow us to get a flow on the show. Yes. Me, me and Julia may talk five or ten minutes before the show, but we don't do a lot of uh, comparing notes because we want to be as transparent and be able to have a good conversation like we were on the phone. Yes. Have that type of conversation while we're doing the show. Mm -hmm. So we don't want to. We don't. We want to be very organic. So um, mm -hmm. you got you guys are part of the show, yes. just as well as me and Julia's part of the show. So uh, we thank you guys and remember, like, subscribe, and share. And you guys have a blessed night. Good night, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving.